the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Washington County. That's right. Don Washington County. That's where I am. I'm locked down at the uh, Palatial Estate. That's the way it's going to be for a while. Who knows how long. Um, So uh, my dogs, Archie and Betsy, uh, could very well become part of the show at any moment. They come up here and start bothering me. I'm in my uh, luxurious office here. You might even hear my wife yell at me. Uh, for making the office a mess, but uh, that's the way it is for who knows how long. And the last I checked, uh, the stimulus package hadn't been voted on yet. Nancy Pelosi had the House in session for about two minutes and said there would be no vote. So I don't know what ha- what's happening with that. It might happen tonight or tomorrow. Uh, four senators, including Lindsey Graham, said they wouldn't vote for it without a correction to a provision that would pay people $600 a week and still allow them to collect unemployment. So the way it would work, someone making 20 bucks an hour would get something like $335 a week in unemployment. And that would mean that they would make, he had this, whatever it is, 600 bucks to that. It means that they would be making more money for not working uh, while the pandemic is uh, still in progress here. And so the pandemic would actually be a nice bonus for them. So uh, that's got to be fixed. Now, I've seen some things today that really make me wonder. Uh, two professors of Medicine at Stanford have a piece in the Wall Street Journal that makes a great case for this government action being a gigantic overreaction because of the data they're looking at. I did the interview with them a little while ago. It'll be on tomorrow, uh, uh, on the show tomorrow. So listening for that, really interesting stuff. Uh, and he says that uh, based on the, the uh, data that they're looking at, they're, they are basing fatality rates on the number of identified cases of the Wuhan virus when nobody really knows how many people actually have the virus. So the fatality rate is exaggerated all over. And and that's what all this lockdown stuff is based on. So if they find a, if they say that 100 people in Allegheny County uh, are have the virus and three of them die, that's 3%. That's high. And then if you extrapolate that and and work it into the entire population, you come up with the gigantic number of people who could die from the virus. The problem is they don't know how many more people other than the 100 have the virus right now. I'm just using that number as as an example. Uh, And so you don't know what's going to happen. And um, so if maybe there are are 1,000 people that have it, maybe there are 2,000 that have it, haven't been tested, and they only get tested when they have the symptoms. So if, if three people have died out of 2,000, that's a lot less than 3%, and it extrapolates out to a much smaller number. But those numbers that they're using, and that's what all this lockdown, lockdown stuff is based on. And then when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to a woman who wrote a piece at The Federalist today about the website that government officials all over the country have been going to for the information that's made them decide to shut the, everything down, which is what we're dealing with right now. And its predictions have been pathetically wrong. And here's the interesting thing and uh, kind of disturbing, really. That website that everybody is using, and we'll have the numbers that they've come up with, and that website that everybody has is, is, uh, been using, it's run by, are you ready? Democratic activists, people who donated to Hillary Clinton. Uh, that's what we're dealing with. So that's, that, that's, where, these, that's where the government is getting its information that is then leading them to make me stay at home today. I, I, it's very strange for me, and uh, it needs to be spo- uh, looked at a, a lot. And, but both of these uh, people that I talked to today and the pieces that I read today uh, make a mockery of the data that we're getting, and it's making us do what we're doing right now, which is me sitting at home instead of in the radio studio. Uh, in our second half hour, by the way, uh, and, and by the way, that's why I'm, I'm talking to you from home right now, all these numbers that they come up with and why you're not in your car coming home from work right now. In our second half hour, we're going to do some sports. 
I'll talk to Josh Yowie of The Athletic about the chances of having an NHL season and what it might look like if there is one. Anything and everything on this show, it's radio talk for regular human beings. We'll be back. Stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I'm doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back. My doctor said I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit Seb Gore and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm, uh, I'm working at home like a lot of people, and a lot of people, maybe you, are just not working, and it's all because the government said so. Uh, one, of those, uh, one of these days, the government is going to throw several trillion dollars at the problems caused by its action, uh, and was the lockdown uh, what, that we're going through now, which is almost a total lockdown, was, was that a good idea? Maybe not. Uh, Madeline Osborne is a staff writer at The Federalist. She makes a good case that it wasn't a good idea. She joins us now. Madeline, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. 
So um, a really interesting piece at the Federalist today um, and uh, some scary stuff in there. So let's start with this. Uh, are government officials all over the country uh, basing their decisions on data from the same source? A lot of it anyway. Right. So, yeah, a, a quick scan of different public officials' statements um, and media reports quoting those officials um, are all seem to be using some of these same buzzwords. Um, one of them is beyond point of no return, uh, talking about how our hospitals are going to be overwhelmed and fill up too quickly. Um, just some of these same talking points and same uh, data, and they're even sharing some of the same graphs, um, using some of the same projections. And so looking into it, it turns out that um, all of this data is coming from one website called COVID Act Now. Yeah, and so uh, you, what what caused you to look into this? Did uh, did um, was it because you saw a similarity in what everybody was saying, and the, everybody seemed to be getting the same data? Well, I actually just started looking at how their predictions were already proven to be accurate, inaccurate, and mm-hmm. when uh, we started realizing that um, that these graphs could be in these in these doomsday predictions. Um, could be inaccurate, then I started realizing how many different people were actually relying on them and how many local officials, um, I'm actually based in Dallas, and even I watched my own local Dallas County judge uh, sharing this data as his reason for putting Dallas County on shelter in place. Um, So we just kind of started looking into how the data itself was um, inaccurate. You know, we have had different states uh, they they predicted states like Tennessee would already be in the hundreds of hospitalizations with coronavirus cases, and right now they're around you know twenty thirty, yeah. uh, and and I and I could go down the list of every state prediction that's been off by um, huge amounts like that. So. Uh, same thing with Florida. You know, they said that by March 19th, the state would have 400 hospitalizations, and the governor said they've only had 90. So they're just massively um, incorrect with the model that they're using. And it's, and it's frightening that such an incorrect model can be used to have such a direct impact on our lives. Yeah, uh, the the... The idea that it's one thing for them to have their predictions wrong and media outlets, local news stations, uh, whatever, uh, national networks using the the uh, information. But this information is being used by government officials, and, th- and that may be why I'm sitting at home doing my radio show right now. Absolutely. It's, it's a part of me thinks, you know, maybe it's a little unfair that that – this data has been pushed to officials and that they don't have better data. But on the other hand, I think it's on them for not really looking under the hood um, and verifying the data before they decide to shut down the economy and destroy so many people's livelihoods. Well, if you notice that COVID and then it's COVID act now is the uh, website. Uh, If you've noticed that their uh, record on, uh, predictions is terrible, not just bad, but terrible. Why haven't the government officials noticed this, and and why haven't they been a little bit more skeptical of it instead of, you know, jumping on it and and creating all this panic and havoc that we're dealing with right now? That's a good question. My gut reaction is that it's groupthink. Um, if if other major cities are shutting down, then cities that see similar patterns um, think they need to pull the plug too. Um, so I think that's part of it. It could be, it could just be a lack of good data in general. I think there's so much we don't know. I hear a lot of comparisons from of the United States to Italy. I've heard that from so many people. We're the next Italy. We're the next Italy. And I just don't think that's an accurate comparison at all when you look at population, population density, um, the age of our population, like there's our healthcare facilities. I think there's just, it's it's too far broad of a jump to compare the U.S. numbers to other countries right now. Yeah, and uh, who are these people, uh, Madeline? We're talking to Madeline Osborne of The Federalist. Um, her piece is up there today. You can check it out at thefederalist.com. 
Um, what? Uh, who are these people at, at uh, COVID Act Now? Right. So as soon as I realized that the, these models were um, a little too alarming and a little too hyperbolic, I looked into who created the models and who created the uh, who founded the website. And of course, that points us to where politics comes in, as it always does. Um, one of the founders is a Democratic congressman. Uh, he's an Alaskan representative, Jonathan Creese Tompkins. And then he partnered with three other Silicon Valley employees, Silicon Valley, I guess, you know, various startup workers. Um, and all three of these men in, who are tech people are actually all Democratic activists who have actively been donating to when I when I ran their um, their donor records, you know, have actively donated to the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016 donated to the DNC, um, donated to other Congress, congressmen, um, fund, campaign funds. Um, and then one of them, uh, Igor Kaufman, he actually has spent the last year focused on a creating an online uh, game that was designed to raise money for the eventual 2020 Democratic nominee. So if you look at this game, it, it does various things that, you know, when you click certain things, it, it, it raises money and they have the goal of raising a million dollars. So he's been, he spent the last year actively trying to defeat President Trump. Um, and so, of course, we all we know that they have some underlying motives for why they would want to make the current political, economic, healthcare crisis situation look worse than it is, right? So let's sum this up here, uh, just so, we get, so before we go on here, just to make sure we know what we're talking about here. Talking about um, government officials, local, state, maybe federal, all over the country, who are, many of them, relying on the same website for the data that is um, driving their decisions to lock down lockout, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, people, all over the country. And it's the, the website is COVID Act Now, and the website has a terrible record on predictions, which you've pointed out, and it's in your piece at The Federalist. And it's run, just happens to be run by a, Democrat, is it a former Democratic congressman and, a, and uh, two... I think he's current. Uh, it's a current Democratic congressman. Oh, okay. And but it's it's Democratic activists are running the website that is giving the government uh, agencies around the country the data that's causing them to drive everybody else insane with all these uh, lockdowns, quarantines, and everything. And is anybody challenging this? I mean, is there is there a politician who has said, "Wait a minute, I just noticed here that this uh, this data we're getting number one has been not even close to being right." And we're, re- we're 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 reacting to it, and we haven't we we haven't noticed that it's run by Democratic activists. I mean, how has nobody challenged this yet? I, like I said, I think it's groupthink, and I think people are worried that if they try to um, caution, if they try to pump the brakes a little bit, if any local politicians don't come across as taking it as serious as they need to be, then they are fearful of facing those repercussions, um, facing. Um, you, you know, the the pandemic that could um, happen. But the only other politician I've really seen or leader that I've seen actually not um, push back against the specific data, but today I think the South Dakota governor, um, she came out and she said she's not putting South Dakota on um on shelter in place like a lot of other states and cities are um and she just said you know well, let's just take a pause let's not let's not jump over the ledge here but you're right i haven't seen um so she's so far the only person i've seen that is being a little bit more cautious with her decision making but i haven't seen anyone pushing back on this widespread um data these charts that just that look so scary and alarming to people that the officials are using to justify their decisions so based on what you've done and the research you did on this piece, would you say that these people have achieved their goal of shutting down the government and, and destroying the economy? Right. And, and I don't know what their goal was, but I think that the, if anything, it was certainly to make the current leaders in charge look bad, whether that's President Trump, 
um, whether that's just the economy in general. They wanted, we know that they wanted Trump to lose in 2016. They have been donating to causes for that. Um, and so it's clear that their work here is, um, has the same goal, right? Whatever they can do to make Trump's reelection chances, uh, more unlikely, um, whether that's through, you know, inaccurate models, um, that's what they're after. We're talking to Madeline Osborne. She's a staff writer at The Federalist. Her piece is up there now at The Federalist uh, website. It's really amazing stuff. Um, and you also uh, write that the website, um, Madeline, is optimized for a disinformation campaign. How? Right. So just looking at, if you click through the site, you can see how they've set it up to make this um this information that they already know isn't totally accurate, uh, easily shareable, right? Because that's what they want. They want other news outlets to pick it up. They want other um, people to be frightened by the data. Um, and so if you click on various links uh, for, if you click, you can click on different states and look through the graphs through different states, and then you can share those uh, graphs on Twitter or on Facebook, and all it takes is one click and they auto-populate the text for you to post on social media. And, and it says, quote, this is the point of no return for intervention, you know. So you can see that across social media. All these people are saying, this is the point of no return. There was an Emory professor who said, tweeted out, this is the point of no return, share, and he shared the graph for George's data. So they're making it easy for people to pass on the fear-mongering. And these people at covidactnow.com, they're getting their information from something called the Imperial College London? Right. So the Imperial College London um, is a, uh, a model that has been under a lot of scrutiny. And so their model ha- in the past has been used to predict other doomsday scenarios. Um, it, it's ultimately just completely garbage and has a bad record among the scientific community. Um, a lot of other scientists in Oxford and in the United Kingdom have said that they have a lot of incorrect assumptions. They don't account for the availability of test kits and they don't account for the ability, the ability of possible super spreaders of the virus. So there's just a lot of really crucial and important factors um, that the model isn't calculating, right? So it's just making the possibility of these hospitalization, these exorbitant hospitalization rates just not even possible because um, they're not factoring in different demographics, different geographical locations, different temperatures, humidity, things that affect how rapidly the virus is going to spread. And so we can already see how um, their data is holding up to the model has already failed them. Yeah, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, just to, from your piece here, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she cited this the, uh, the COVID Act Now website when telling her state that they would exceed 7 million cases in Michigan with 1 million hospitalized and 460,000 deaths if the state did nothing. She actually looked at this uh, data and came up with the uh, I, they talk about a doomsday uh, situation, 460,000 people just in Michigan dying if they didn't do what they, I don't know how much they've done. I'm sure it's just like it is around here with lockdowns and quarantines and shutdowns and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly the kind of just absolutely preposterous predictions that this data is making. I mean, 460,000 deaths, I don't even know how many countries have even seen that yet. So it's just it's just absurd on its face. Well, I have about a minute left. Uh, uh, Madeline, I appreciate you being on. What? Um, and I'm up against a hard break here, but um, where do you think, where is this going? Is I mean, do you think your, your, your um, discovery of all this stuff might change things? I think that we're starting to see some pushback. Um, and I and I hope that's the case. Um, I hope that. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The White House and Senate leaders announced agreement on an unparalleled two trillion dollar emergency bill to rush aid to businesses, workers, and a health care system slammed by the coronavirus pandemic. It's the largest economic rescue bill in history. Debate on that measure is continuing in the Senate. 
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the number of people hospitalized with COVID-19 in the state has now climbed to 3,800. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has issued an executive order requiring anyone arriving on a flight from New York City or New Jersey to quarantine themselves for two weeks. Florida-based grocery chain Publix says it will begin installing plexiglass barriers at the cash registers to protect its workers and customers from the coronavirus. Stocks closing mixed, the Dow gained 495 points, the Nasdaq was off 33. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. The left lies because truth is not a left-wing value. Please understand that. This is not an over-the-top charge. Truth is not a left-wing value. Since Pravda, it has not been. Since Lenin invented truth. Perfect name for the Soviet communist newspaper. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon. Right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted by never breaking through the gum, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. John Sagerwald here to tell you about an opportunity for you to grow your business in 2020 and make a difference this year. I'm talking about our Food for the Poor Business Benefactor Program. We've partnered with Food for the Poor to provide food and clean water to several thousand children this year in countries like Guatemala, where it's desperately needed. Become a Food for the Poor business benefactor today by making a $1,200 tax-deductible donation to Food for the Poor. And AM 1250 will give you $2,400 worth of prime advertising at no additional cost to air here Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on our local Salem affiliates. Get on board with a great cause and this great radio station. Through the generosity of your business, you'll be helping kids who are desperate. To take advantage of this deal, just call Mike Howard at 412-503-4761. That's 412-503-4761. One more time, 412-503-4761. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Everything looking fine on the Parkway East and West. Bridges are looking good. You might see some volume along Jane Street at UPMC. They're doing some COVID-19 testing, but it is by appointment only. No walk-ins or drive-ups there. And the Port Authority light rail and bus service is reduced by 25%. You want to check your schedules. It'll last some extra time. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Patch of clouds tonight. We'll have a low of 39. A milder afternoon tomorrow. Some sunshine. High 65. Overcast and mild tomorrow night with a little rain late. Low 49. Rain in the morning on Friday. Otherwise cloudy and mild. High Friday. 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. 
This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Our annual Food for the Poor campaign is underway to raise money for children suffering from poverty in the Caribbean and Latin America. We've partnered with Food for the Poor to provide food and clean water to several thousand children in Guatemala this spring. When it comes a time and there is no food, how does she help the children get through that when they when their stomachs are, are empty? I tell them that today we cannot eat, but uh, another day we will have food. Yeah, we need to work in order to, to have food to put in our plates. When she prays, what does she pray to God for? I ask God for help for my children and to give us bread to have uh, each day something to eat. Food for the poor. Anitra Parmalee joins us now. So, Anitra, uh, when was the last time you were in Guatemala, and when will you be going again? I was just in Guatemala three weeks ago. So I I stood on the hillside. I'm from South Florida. So getting down there was a little treacherous. There's a a community called La Culebra that is called the Viper because the path there is so circuitous, so difficult. It's such a desolate area that truly the families we met believed that they had been forgotten. And I was able to tell them I was coming back to speak to you and that I would share their stories and invite you to pray for them and to also consider making a gift family to family or even as a business. So we travel often to Guatemala because we want our news to be up to date and current. We don't want to be living off of trips that we took several right. years ago. We also want to bring you the the after stories, the stories of the families whose lives you've changed with your donations. So we travel often to Guatemala to check in and to find out what's going on with the community so that we can share it with you. There are two ways that you can give your gift to Food for the Poor. Call 844-868-4673 or give online at foodforthepoor.com slash Guatemala crisis. $80 provides food for a year and water for life for one child. $160 provides food for a year and water for life for two children. $320 or $27 per month provides food for a year and water for life for one family. $640 or $54 a month provides food for a year and water for life for two families. Any size gift will make a difference in the lives of poor families in Guatemala. And if you make a donation of $1,200 to Food for the Poor, uh, the Answer Pittsburgh will provide your business. So we're looking for sponsors for this. Now, $1,200 for Food for the Poor... AM 1250, uh, the answer will provide your business with 40, 60-second commercials that you can use to promote your business. So um, we did this last year, and it was successful. $1,200, uh, that's that's for uh, for for a business for 40 commercials. Right, and, and where's that we're yeah. so grateful because every dollar goes to Food for the Poor. Mm-hmm. We are just so grateful for this partnership and that you want to thank the businesses that are making a gift at this level. Consider, that's four families of four people being transformed with your gift of $1,200. I mean, talk about changing a community and the future. Mm-hmm. And as you said, as a thank you to be able to advertise my business or maybe an organization that I care about. So it's we envision it as a win-win, and we've been so grateful for the, the businesses that have come along and been been excited and rewarded with these spots. Interested in becoming a business benefactor? For a limited time only, if you are a business owner and you want to partner with AM1250 The Answer to support Food for the Poor, we'd like to offer you a unique marketing opportunity. If you make a donation of $1,200 to Food for the Poor, The Answer Pittsburgh will provide your business with 40 60-second commercials that you may use to promote your business. We'll write and produce these commercials at no cost to you. As a business benefactor, you'll enjoy the benefits of marketing your business to the AM1250 The Answer audience while also supporting the great work being done by Food for the Poor. To become an Answer business benefactor and take advantage of this limited-time offer, 
please contact General Sales Manager Mike Howard at 412-503-4761. That's 412-503-4761. Note to businesses, your gift is tax deductible. Anitra, we're glad to have you back. Uh, I'm sure people in Guatemala are glad to have you there, and we hope we raise lots of money for you, and we'll talk to you the next time. Thank you so much. We're so grateful to be with you. We're happy to help. Yes, we are. I hope you will help us and uh, get those numbers and uh, get some uh, money coming in here. If you want to get the free uh, ad, uh, the sponsor time, the commercial time, uh, contact Mike Howard. Uh, meanwhile, um, we're moving along here. We're not going to talk about the uh, the economy or anything right now. Of course, you almost there's nothing you can talk about without talking about it. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about sports because sports is part of life, and uh, there is no there, there just are no sports. Josh Yoey, that might create a problem for him. He he works for a a site called the Athletic that you know is involved in covering sports. He's the beat writer for the athletic covering the penguins josh how you doing oh i'm not too bad john how are you good uh i'm 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 working from home are you uh i sure am in fact yes Uh, i don't have a whole lot of choice like i could go to ppg paints arena if i wanted to but i don't think i'd find any hockey players to talk with no not a whole lot happening there so um i saw just recently that the uh the league has extended until they were, the date was March 27th, and now it's um, April 4th before they're going to even consider having anybody show up to practice, and that's obviously not going to happen. So what, what, based on what you've seen and who people you've talked to, what are we looking at here? Summer hockey, if anything? Uh, yeah, I can tell you this. In fact, the league just in the last hour or so just announced that they are postponing the draft and the draft combine and the NHL awards show, all of which uh, were scheduled for June, so that comes as... No real surprise. Right. I can tell you this. Uh, NHL owners have been asked to provide a list of dates in which their buildings are open uh, well into August. Um, so that tells you that the NHL would at least consider um, playing that late into the season and perhaps start the next season late. And, and here's something to keep in mind, John, because I, I don't have to tell anyone the power of television when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olympics have just been postponed for a year. The Olympics are on NBC. Well, guess who televises the National Hockey League? That's right. NBC. Uh, there's going to be a heck of a lot of open air time in August. And I would say the NHL, they're not always very good at uh, broadcasting themselves. But, gee, there's not going to be anything else going on then other than baseball, presumably. Um, it would actually be a really good time for them, maybe, even though it sounds weird to watch hockey in August. There would be some eyeballs on them. There would probably be some interest. I have no doubt there would be. People are going to be... Uh, the ravenous for sports when they do come back. Sure. So I think it, I think it's something they would consider, but it's it's not going to be any time soon. That's pretty clear. Hey, Josh, I don't think it's any more ridiculous to be playing hockey in July or August than it is in the middle of June. So, uh, right, I mean, what's they, the difference? They, 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 play right. their, they, they play their biggest games in a, in a, um, in a uh, winter sport, like three days before the first day of summer, you know? So it's, it, it's already, it, you're right. It's already ridiculous. In fact, my, uh, my colleague Pierre Lebrun always says the season should start in September. And the Stanley Cup Finals should never go past Memorial Day, and I could not agree right. with him more. Yep. But you know that's the way they do it. And I, I don't think I think August actually makes it actually feels more like hockey season than June does uh, because you know you get to the end start middle of August and they go outside and there's a little bit of uh, there's a little <laughs> nip in the air and it feels like. You know, you're starting to think about football and the fall coming, and you see pumpkins, and, you know, uh, to me it makes more sense. So I don't think that would be such a disaster. I don't disagree. I will never forget the night the Penguins won the Cup in Nashville in 2017. It was literally almost 100 degrees in Nashville. It was humid. I I walked on the ice as the Penguins were celebrating with the Stanley Cup. There were actually divots in the ice. It, It wasn't even a real sport. Matt Cullen told me after that game, he said, Sullivan told us that when you got to the 10-minute mark of every period, don't even try to make a pass or stick handle. Just dump it in deep because the ice, we can't do anything else. Like well, that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good condition you want for your the biggest game of the year, the you know game seven or yeah. six or whatever it was, a right. Stanley Cup you final. Know, yeah. Imagine June, June 11th in Nashville. Imagine that it would be hot and muggy, and the ice might be a problem. Yeah, that's the way the NHL operates. Unfortunately, one of Gary Bettman's biggest flaws is he loves to imitate everything the NBA does. 
Yeah. And it works for the NBA, but it, there's a few different sports. It certainly doesn't work for hockey. So, they yeah, you're right. What's the difference? The if you can play, you can yeah. play it. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, so, so how many Penguins, Josh, uh, went home to their country, home countries? I mean, we, we, we're talking about guys from everywhere, uh, starting with Canada, Russia, Finland, Sweden, Czech. I don't know if yeah, there's you know, any... I wish I could give you specifics. I, you know, Jim Rutherford spoke with the media just a short while ago, and he said that some players decided to leave for home and some decided to stay here. I would assume the guys who have families and young children probably stayed here. Um, the only one I know is that Jake Gensel, who is uh, recovering from a shoulder injury, uh, he is back in Minnesota, which is where he is from. And uh, there was some news, by the way, from Rutherford. Uh, he did say that if you know hockey does return at some point this summer, he thinks there's a very good chance that Gensel will be fully recovered and able to participate in whatever playoff format the league comes up with. So that should get people's attention because he's a heck of a player and I think would make a, a sizable difference for them. Now, um, they, the, the fact that they might have to play into August, what does that do to the 2020-2021 season, next, the next hockey season? Uh, if they don't finish playing until mid or late August, you know, training camps are supposed to open in September. That's not going to happen, or is it? No, it's not. And, no, I, from what I have heard, the league, boy, the league doesn't want the 2021 season to start too late but they would be willing to start it about a month later than usual, so probably at the beginning of November. Uh, that season would start, and you would just see an incredibly compressed schedule. I mean, it would be hockey every other day for the entire five-month regular season instead of six months, which fans would probably love because there will be something to watch every night. I don't know that the players would like it all that much, but I can't imagine the league would say, all right, we're going to have a 70-game season instead of an 82-game season because financially speaking, that's just not going to happen. And and they're not gonna they're not gonna have any problem uh, not starting the playoffs until May instead of April and playing until July because they they got to make up the money they they, they've before. lost this year. Yeah, yeah, and you know I think more than other sports even, and the NHL is at its best during the playoffs. There's nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, you know, October hockey isn't always that much fun to watch, but. And if you take somebody who's never seen hockey before and you sit them in front of the television or take them to a, a playoff game with the Penguins and Capitals, that'll change that person's perspective on the sport an awful lot. Yeah, um, they might get some different eyeballs. Different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And so, I mean, it, you know, the, the postseason in hockey is special. Anybody who knows anything about the sport agrees with that. So they will do anything to showcase it, and I don't blame them, John. I mean, because if they don't have a postseason, they are out of so much money. Uh, because oh. the NHL relies on on the gate at, at games so much more than other sports because their TV contract stinks. So they need yeah. that gate money. And you know, what happens with the salary cap next year if they lose out on all this money? And there's so many questions that come out if they can't have a postseason. Yeah, explain that, Josh, about how the the, the salary cap uh, is determined each from year to year based on the revenue and the percentage that the players will get, Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, it's based on the revenue. It'll be $85 million or in the 80s somewhere. And there's already been a projection given to the players' union about what to expect. But that was a month or two ago before any yeah. of us knew what a coronavirus was. So it puts the league in quite a bind because the players are expecting that money. And most of them are already locked into guaranteed contracts. So I wouldn't think the league can let that number yeah, dip I, too low. Yeah. It's a problem. Well, I've been wondering about this for all sports. Um, I, I, I guess, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but the NHL players, there's, there must not be an act of God uh, clause in their contracts. I mean, what if a uh, you know nuclear war broke out and you know they, the, well, half the country disappeared? Would they still expect to get paid? I'm That's sure not they an act would. of God, not, but, you know, okay, a, a, a I, famine or, or a pandemic. Right. No, and I'm sure uh, Donald Fair would have something to say about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that they have anything written in their contracts. I suspect that they don't, but that would become quite a fascinating battle, and there's so many questions to be asked. Let's say they don't have a postseason, but the league comes back next year. Okay, the Penguins traded a third-round draft pick to get Patrick Marlowe to have him for the playoffs. Well, the playoffs never happened, so is it really fair for them to lose that draft pick? But then again, it's not fair for San Jose to have to lose that pick either. So you add picks to the draft, like who knows? It's just a big mess of things. 
Yeah. So what do you know about the, the different scenarios being discussed? I mean, do you know about, is there a, is there a drop dead point where if this thing is, if this stuff is still going on a month from now, they're just going to say, that's it. See you next year. Uh, I, I'm sure there is a drop dead date. I don't know what it is. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're at least a few weeks away from that. I, I can tell you there, in fact, Jim Rutherford said today, there are probably at least 10 scenarios that have been thrown out. I know one, that could happen is that more than 16 teams would be invited into the postseason just because, you know, it might not be fair for the 17th or 18th team in the standings who may have qualified for the playoffs to not get in. So you might see a best of three format, which I understand. And by the way, the first two teams that uh, would not be in the postseason, uh, I think, I believe it's Chicago. And I know Chicago is one. It's very big markets that the league, I'm sure, would like to be involved. So. I would think you could expect a little best of three preliminary round and narrow down the playoff field a little bit. Yeah, another issue too, and I have about a minute left. Another issue here is that um, that uh, the conditions, as far as this, the lockdowns and everything that's being done by the government, that could be different in 31 different cities. There's 31 different uh, cities that have teams, and uh, they, they could lift the, the the lockdown in in Nashville, but still have one in Chicago. It's a huge problem for the league. Absolutely. I mean, just look at, you know, you see the maps every day where the most infections are or whatever. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, John, I feel perfectly comfortable going out in Pittsburgh right now if I have to go talk to somebody. There's very few cases here. I know some people don't want to hear that, but there's very few. But it's different in New York City. It just is. So is Madison Square Garden going to be available for a playoff series? Maybe not. Um, and yeah. that, that's the league's biggest problem because every state, every city is in a different and then throwing Canada to the mix too. You have Canadian teams. How does that work with the border and everything else? So a whole mess of problems right now, obviously. Well, Josh, I'm out of time. Uh, my producer is telling me I got to go. I really appreciate you uh, doing this and hang in there like everybody else. Uh, anytime, my friend. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. 
Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859 428 Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. I guess that's. I guess uh, toxic masculinity is better than uh, toxic coronavirus. Um, I just want to say, first of all, I want to say hello to a hi to a guy I, I ran across in the park today. Uh, I take my dogs to the park that, around the lake here, out in Washington County, and I'm seeing different people there than I normally see because they're not working. And he walked by today. I said hi to him, and he said, "I'll be listening at five. So he's listening. One other quick funny story. A friend of mine lives in Colorado, wanted some apples. He ordered uh, a, from Amazon Fuji apples, okay? He made some kind of a mistake when he made out the order. A truck came to his house the other day and delivered one apple to him from Amazon. The truck came and delivered one apple. That's the world we're living in. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.